Welcome to the Monday Club Conversations podcast. This is your opportunity to listen in to the chat and char sessions held in a small community library in South Wales. This week, we are looking back over our working lives to a time when some of us were able to leave one job in the afternoon and start a new job in the morning. But it was also a time when some of us saw our jobs change immeasurably and a few of us even saw that job totally disappear. Did you once work as a clerk or a typist in a role that's now replaced by a computer? If so, you'll enjoy remembering your own working lives as you listen in to our chat. The subject today is work. Who wants to start? My friend across the way there can start talking about her job as a clippy. Oh, from you know, because it's really interesting yeah. oh, because of the number of bus companies that oh, run for a start. So yes. over to you, my friend. Oh, come on, O'Connor. <laughs> yes, clippy so, is good. Did, did yes. you work for Beds? Headwards. It was Edward's Sanders. Yeah, Edward's. Yeah. Well, well, you were the four. Right? Yeah. You were Grays, Maisie's, Bebs, and Edwards. The Rhonda and Western oh, Welsh. Yeah. That was the yeah. six coming through. All those misses came through Bather from Hospital. Yes. Yeah. So you were one of the clippies that had to get off at the hospital and dim your. Ah, yes, right. yes, you yes, yeah. that then? Yeah. Yeah. And in the, and them days then, everybody was on the buses, weren't they? Everybody. What did you <laughs> no, it wasn't a ding, you had a clock. <laughs> it's a tiny card. You had a clock to go in, time. twice to go in and once to come back. And if it was late, you had to spit on the thing, put it in so you're not robbing somebody else of the, of the customers. Make sure you stayed on route. So the route was? From Ponty to be there. Well, that's amazing, isn't yeah. it? When you think of all those bus companies. Yeah. Did you all the machine that you had to wind? No, no, you have to write and click. Beda was, let me think now, Beda was 78 and Ponty was 89. And you watch the numbers in between. What else did it cost then? Well, I can't remember that. It's a long time ago, isn't it? What year are you talking about? It's about 54, I should imagine. 54 or something like that. Was it all, you know, just people shopping in Ponty? Well, yes, working. And then. If you was days, you have to go down the estate then at four o'clock to pick up the workers to fetch them home. So that was another job I had to be done. Yeah. And then six o'clock then, you'd have to be in Ponty to take the other visitors up to the hospital. So you, you was days, but you never had it, you know, you worked all the time. And then afternoons then the next day. The bus would be full, right? And you'd stand there and you'd say, Pass right down the bus, please. <laughs> <laughs> get more. <laughs> I used to like it. <laughs> That's about it. What hours did you have to work? I start half past six and finish, take the workers to Pontian, I'd say, and whatever. And we finish then, say, either one o'clock or half past one. Afternoons then, you know. The girl would get off and you'd get on then for the afternoon, like, you know, 
continue well like that. Yeah. Were people going out in the evenings then? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. He was always picking up, you know, the new in and not coming over. Were there any visiting buses in the day to go to the hospital? Pardon? Were there any buses going to the hospital in the day for visitors? No, only only in the evening, six to seven. Really? You could get off then at the bottom of the hill. Yeah, more yes, yeah, yeah. Can I Which just follow on about being in a in a bus many years ago in the thirties? So oh. this is going back a long mm -hmm. time. And what you were saying about the board that you had to carry, mm -hmm. and all the tickets with different numbers mm -hmm. could be penny, tuppence, and so it went on. And I was on the bus one day, and this lady wanted a, a ticket, and of course you had to press it. A bell went. A little no, bell? No, not for me, no. Oh, this is going back. Yeah, yes, Sorry. yes, yes. Anyway, the bell went, and this woman that had been served had taken the ticket, and she said, hmm, that wasn't much of a bell. So we said, what do you expect, a bloody orchestra? <laughs> 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 That's good. Oh, Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of them were quite, you know, power hungry. I can remember yeah. one called Olive on the buses yeah. in Ponty. Could you? Uh, yeah. Olive? Yeah. Olive, yeah. Olive yeah. yeah. And there's a photograph in one of the books here. And I, I can still see the chap as well. That, you know, it's funny how you've got memories of certain people. Yeah. And we were scared to death of this Olive. Mm -hmm. I think she was like Olive on the buses, you know. My mum was Olive and she was the Clippy, but she was oh, worked for the Western Welsh in Barry. Yeah. And she was the Clippy and um, my uncle was her driver. So they made a team. Good, good. I remember her saying about the tickets. And yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. found it amazing the bus companies, how they made any money. But you had to keep to a certain time that he yeah. wasn't pinching the other's customers yes, coming yeah. behind. That's yeah. why you are the yeah. key, see? Yeah. Yeah. And last time you had to split it or something, so we don't understand the time. <laughs> but that's a job that's totally disappeared now, isn't it? They're gone. Gone. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. yeah. gone. Yes. Anybody else working a job that's gone now? My, my job is basically gone because computers. Yeah. You know, if you and the whole, so it was about 10 big open cabinets, and they would be full of work waiting for us to do. And you literally just got on it. In, yeah. in the morning, first thing in the morning, you type the checks, the repayment checks, and then after 100% silence, or things could go wrong. The year I joined, 1982, 
they are the first automated assessment machine. You know, the typist would sit there, input the address, and then the machine put all the information in. And that began the loss of staff. Then, as we came like Wales and Midlands, and we had to work together, and we had this service level agreement, and what have you, but all the time we were in that situation, sometimes your office would have too much work, because everything had to be done within a three-day turnaround. And then you'd have another office somewhere else that had a slightly different emphasis on the work they were doing, and they'd have no work. So you, every day you had to send work here and send work there to make sure it all got done. But it, while all that was going on, we were asked to give a bit of training to clerical staff so they could type their own letters. Which Did was, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just show them. They were all stop letters. Oh, yeah. A lot of the information was in. They just have to know where to insert it and, and that sort of thing. Which in one way was heartbreaking because we were helping the clerical staff to get take into our jobs job yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But at the same time, we were trying to encourage all the typists to go into the clerical and become integrated in the office. And then they could start learning and they could just be sort of general assistants in the office. Or they could have another career path. Yeah. You know, become um, tax officers and then it up to them. And some got on very well, you know, become inspectors eventually and that sort of thing. So that's the job. It's not totally gone, but it's limping badly. I started working in 64, I think it would have been, as um, a supernumerary to the Bond County Council. And I started up in the Grange, the Divisional Education Office there, so I had all the tasks, answering the phone and different things. And I was six months there, then I was Youth Employment Service in YM with Lettuce Thomas. Do you remember? Do you remember every mm -hmm. Well, you wouldn't see them, so only for kids, isn't it? They, they had an office there. I used to do the Gestetner machine. Do you remember the Gestetner? Yeah. I'd be there lining the bloody thing up the chair enough. The typist would do the document yeah. and then you take it down. And I can remember it smelled like nail varnish. Yes. And then you'd yeah. off the, the stuff for me. And then I'd be staying, you know, really good stuff. But um, And then I went to County Hall, cutting up bits of names and putting them in alphabetical order. I'm brilliant at alphabetical order, plus that's why I'm going to the library. And then I had a job in um, the Morgan College of Technology then, in the library, and there were three staff then. I used to write everything down, no cards, and change years and they were computers. Yeah, it's surprising yeah. some of the skills have been lost, isn't it? Because mm. we just didn't think of them really. Did you have coffins up in Lanishan? Coffins? Mm. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean anything to you, coffins, does it? For misbehaving staff, does it? <laughs> so all the things, all the records are all in a row alphabetically. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah we did have those. They did, oh, I just didn't know them as coffins. What they coming There you are, We did have the repository, which was, um, they were old, you know, wartime buildings, one buildings. And we used to have to take, when the typist didn't have any work at all, which would happen sometimes about this time of year, I suppose, or, or perhaps March, April time. If we were really low on work, they used to send some of us over to the repository to file. Oh, and that was a horrible job. And it was like going into a Doctor Who set. Mm -hmm. You know, it used to see big long corridors 
with big overhead piping and things mm -hmm. like that. And, Oh, there's a bit of like, you know, Dalek would come around the corner and cheer up the day. <laughs> that was what our office was like. <laughs> um, in London, that's what he was saying. Oh, yeah, it was only... Built one like uh, Lanishan, it was only like single-storey buildings. Yeah. I think it was used for the army in the war. Yeah, they were, yeah. 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 I used to work around Great North Road to work Memory Lane I worked. Yeah. In conveyor belts, we had to mask two or three cakes a minute. Turntables, palette knives, chocolate went everywhere, all pipe, all pack. Women were the obvious, and men did loaded the, um, loaded the tables, so we had to stand on one foot and operate the pedal yes. on the other, which is partly where yeah. now have uh, flat arch, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, shoe supports. I can tell you that the factory there actually made the nuclear triggers for torpedoes. Oh, good grief. And when it was demolished, they took 240 tons of topsoil away and dumped it in the sea. Part of my job was inspecting sites like that. I've never heard anything about that, no? I did. I thought about the triggers when we heard about the stories about nuclear waste feeding there. Yeah, it was a big site in um, Mago, and underneath yes. the mountain was it's a complete site. ammunition depot. Oops. Where they made the torpedoes, yes. the triggers were brought from Land Ramley to Mago, and we had to escort the convoy down yes. every month. Wow, well, very highly it guarded it was. It was. I bet. There's interesting stories there as well if you go Whoa. back far enough. You haven't got to go far for contamination. <laughs> the the, yeah. the origins yeah. of this village, isn't yeah. it? You know, yes. Yes. it's a huge part of this yeah. area. Brown the canteen, five years. What was that like? Mm -hmm. Right? Lovely. Mm -hmm. Really nice. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Moira worked. In the canteen. Oh, did you know Moira? Moira worked with me. She started after me. She lived with the wheeling back to back, me and Moira. I worked there for five years and unfortunately, well, once unfortunately, <coughs> Sean came on the scene and I had to give it up. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have still been there. Did, did you have to work shifts? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Well, I suppose somebody had to be there. To we had to yeah. walk up the common yeah, road up as four in the morning. No. Scary. Yeah. In all weathers. No matter what weather it was, we had to be up there to get the tea and everything ready for the men and coming off night shift and the men being down. And I've been down um, underground. Scared, so scary then, was everybody? You weren't afraid? No, you wasn't afraid no. then. You walked it then. I wouldn't be afraid now. I'd go up there myself. Not, not at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but, uh, you know. And I went up down underground, actually, where the men were working on the face. They took us all down there and no. to no, the fields where the men were working. No. In the actual working conditions now, yeah, not no, uh, yeah. the men who were working in the fields yeah, when we yeah, went yeah. down. Yeah, like, like pretending, like not, not like pretending. Not pretending, yeah, no, yeah. no. And they took us down in the, sh in the lift, exactly the same as the men went down. Yeah. You get in and you go, shh. But the time you get to the yard and the shaft is done that because they're pure. But I enjoyed every minute up there. Yeah. And they say about miners, they're the most respectful people to us in the canteen. Yeah. They were really, really respectful to us in the canteen and everything. Good job, it was. Very good job. That's gone. It's gone, yeah. It's gone, yeah. yeah. First job I had in the centre of London, I had two small children and I was living on my own. Because the, 
the father had disappeared. He jumped ship anyway, but that's another story. <laughs> I shouldn't go into the... Anyway, I was desperate for a job. So I went to the job, whatever they called it, years ago. And she wanted to know what qualifications and all the rest of it. Look, I said, I don't care what. I, I'm desperate for a job. What, what have you got? Well, she said, the only thing she said is a filing clerk. A filing clerk? I've never been in an office. I didn't know what she was Oh, is there anything else? Well, there's an itinerary clerk, she said. Now, you people who have been in offices know what I'm talking about, I expect. So I thought, oh, well, okay, we'll try that. So they gave me this job and itinerary clerk. So I had to go to this huge office and it was an open plan. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That? Very modern, that. Eh? Yes, a big, huge open plan, and it was just one man there, and all the rest were women. So he, he told me, took me to my seat, and I sat there, and he put in front of me a typewriter. So I thought, that's me, I was <laughs> So I, and there was a girl by the side of me, and another one by the other side of me, and I was so upset about this, I thought, well, I'm not going to have this job. And they said, well, look, if there's any typing to do, pass it on to me. And the other girl said, if there's any writing to do, you can do them, and, and the uh, filing or whatever, I can sort out. So that's how I started that job. And I did have it for a very long time. I managed, well, not a very long time before another job came up. But I did have that job. And I must say, about being in, a, in that sort of environment, it was very happy. And people, if they had a birthday or something, they'd be all coming in with yes. birthday cakes. Yes. And yeah. Everybody's yes. wandering yeah. around, yeah. just having yeah. 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 I couldn't yeah. believe it. I this yeah. is incredible. Yeah. But it was so happy. I, I was, you know, I was happy there. But then another job came up, which was more in my line. And I went to see the manager. And I said, look, I said, I'm sorry. I've only been here, what, two months or something. But I have to go. What am I going to say? I said, I said, well, I don't like working with a man. I said, I don't, I don't like men shouting at me, shouting my name. And then you have to go and see what he wanted. So he said, well, I, I can't put that down. He said, I tell you what, I'll put down you've gone back to Wales. <laughs> and that was it. Did you teach in London then? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So what year and outside London. So what year would that have been then? Sorry? What year would that have been when you were teaching in London? Oh, 53, 4, yeah. 5. What age pupils? Oh, well, I did a bit of each. Yeah. I did from the very small, yeah. which is where my real, my heart was, yeah. really, to the teenage girls, yeah. where I was lecturing those at one point. But that wasn't in London, that was back, back here. In were, were the pupils diverse then? Yes. Or were they more British then? Yeah, oh, well, no, there was a mixture. Yeah, yeah. Good mixture. Yeah. Well, I, I worked in the library in... Um, the green um 67 because i got married in lucian and coming from pontypris uh, it, it was you know it was a bit of a surprise you know but um and all the midwives that came to the house um the flat then they were all jamaican and oh, yeah. um, you know they were lovely you know very but a bit like call a midwife it is you know <laughs> i was going to say that but about the time you're showing yeah, the moment this is coming yeah. up isn't it it's 64 yeah. now yeah. isn't it you know yeah. so it's yeah i remember the, them very much in yeah. the 50s midwife yeah. i wasn't a midwife but no. i remember having the children then yeah. Yeah. i lived in great ormond street one of the places i lived number four great ormond street but i shared that flat with another lady who had two children yeah. I had two children, yeah. 
so we worked it between us. Mm -hmm. Oh, you lived in Great Ormond Street, did you? I, that's where I lived. Near the hospital, was it? Or yeah, just up the road. Yeah. 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 Number four I lived. Oh, it's almost a big address. Oh, we often walk down there. Because <laughs> there's a big Brunswick centre of uh, shops down mm -hmm. near there now. I didn't, I didn't have any money to go to shops. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get on with the job and get back home. <laughs> so anybody else want to talk about their teaching experience? I'm give you what lead, led up to my teaching experience. Okay. It's a very long story. <laughs> I left school in 1965 and I wanted to be a radiographer. It was what I had always wanted to do. But I hated school and I left in 1965, not able to train until 1967. So I was adrift in the world with nothing to do. Oh, what a shame. Never mind. <laughs> So I went to the Labour Exchange and the gentleman there said, what do you want to do? Because that's what it was like then. And I said, well, I don't really know. I only want to do radiography, but I said, I'm too young to train. So he said, well, what are your hobbies? What do you like? I said, I like reading. And I said, I read from early till late. Ah, good, he said, job in the library just up your street. Go along and see Mr. John the Librarian. So I went along and saw Mr. John the Librarian and I started the next day. I worked in Barry Library for just over six months and a job came up in Cardiff Central Library. So I went for that. In there I worked on all the different sections of the library in reference, bookbinding, um, where they used to put the gold leaf lettering on the books. Mm. All done down in the basement for some reason, strange. I worked at, on the lending part behind the desk. I worked on the switchboard. Actually, I was on the switchboard when I heard about Aberfan. Mm. Oh, yeah. And come the October was when the course for my radiography started. The library said, you've got a choice, you can either go and do that or you can stay and do the library exams and qualify with that. And that was quite a hard decision because mm -hmm. I'd worked in the library then for two years. I'd worked there for 18 months and knew everybody all around the place. And but I thought, no, I will stick with my prime objective and I will go. So I went to the um, Cardiff Royal Infirmary then for an interview for the um, for a studentship in, in radiography and the chap who interviewed me said um, why do you want to do radiography well I said I've always wanted to do radiography I like people I get on quite well with people I've been working with people for the last couple of years well if you like people why don't you want to be a nurse I was quite <laughs> upset I said do you ask everybody who comes to train in nursing if they, why don't they want to do radiography? And he was so taken aback, he said, you can start. <laughs> so I started my two years training and uh, we used to do nights as well as days. So we would start our night shifts on a Saturday lunchtime at one o'clock and we would work through then till nine o'clock on Monday morning and if we could go to bed, we had bedrooms in the main department, but the, what we were based then in the accident unit, 
to deal with people who came in there and from there we went to the theatres and so on. I did my radiography job until 1994 when they closed the hospital that I was working in and sent me back to Cardiff Royal Infirmary where I had trained and some of the people were still there and it, I felt like it was walking into a brick wall because nothing had changed, the building was obviously the same and some of the rooms were a little bit different, they looked a lot smaller and I really felt, I think it was a midlife crisis, I thought I don't want to do this anymore. So I left and I went back to uni and did teacher training for four years and then I started teaching in a secondary school in Pencoid, secondary school for boys. They were lovely, not like boys and girls together, it's just a terrible mix. And I taught them, I miss the kids sometimes, but I'm very happily retired. I can't tell you how happily retired <laughs> And that's my work experience. <laughs> Um, yes. I would have loved to have worked in the hospital and I, I did biology and physics because I we went I went to a secondary modern school, failed my eleven plus. They didn't think we were capable of doing maths. It was a trial before comprehensive came in. So it was just a trial oh level class rather. So we didn't I didn't do maths and I didn't do chemistry. So I I went for an interview down C R I in laboratory work. But because, you know, I mean, I just didn't get it, but that's why I really, really liked yeah. it. I went for a job in Howells. It was Howells then, it's Fraser's. Mm. And going back 1968, I think it was. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I got the job and I started the first day. I went as a restaurant supervisor. First day, sort of met everybody. Fine. Second day I went in, and in those days, Howells upstairs was very grand. Mm -hmm. It was very grand. And this one morning I went in bright and early, said, Good morning, Mr. Mead. And he's at his desk crying. Now I'm a youngster now, and I didn't know where the heck I was. So everything's on the side of his desk, packed away. And I said, What's happening? He said, I've got orders to leave. That's all he said to me, and he was out the door. So I'm very young, naive, I didn't know what was going on. So the other lady who was now under me, I found out, came to tell me that I'm taking over now. So <laughs> I'm there and I'm shaking. Mm. And I'm in front of this huge desk as big as this, mahogany, beautiful, very grand. And I thought, God. Mm. So anyway, she helped me a lot, this one lady, and I ran five restaurants. I opened two there. I'm not boasting, it was a wonderful time. It was really interesting. But he'd gone under a cloudy house. So I, I took over this and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was very interesting. We had a lot of people in that, uh, well, my mother-in-law used to call them fur coat and no niggas. They came for breakfast, they might stay for lunch, and then, and then we opened this carvery. And the carvery there, I don't know if you ever came to house and had a carvery lunch there, that was very, very popular. And one time we had a, a duo there, and I think it was, yes, yes, I'm going back now. Yes, it was Alexander Codell. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he'd come to do a book signing, because in those days in Howells, they yes. say they did a, yeah. they did a yeah. lot. And it was very interesting. But I come to a bit where 
I was frightened at first. There was a chef. Now it's my responsibility to go into the kitchens, all of them, upstairs, downstairs, but the big one was the main one. And there was a chef there called Stan. Staff, he liked his drink. So you had to catch him on a good hour, not a good day, you had to get him at the right hour to say what was going on through the day. So he had his orders and he gave me my orders. But if you found him the wrong time while he was a little bit prickly, very prickly, and uh, he was known to chase people around the kitchen with a I thought to myself, what have I come to? My mother, she won't be happy. <laughs> because I come from the Swansea Valley. I came to Cardiff as a student, and uh, that was my second job. But um, anyway, cut long story short, it was a it was a good time, but it was a big big learning curve. When you were young, I was very young. Oh, I was married. Yeah. Yes, I was very young. Yeah. And to have that responsibility, and really, my my training was a training of hotel and catering management, yeah. and then yeah. I went to do a business uh, course yeah. Yeah. Um, degree. Yes, it was a big learning curve. It was very frightening, oh, but oh, it was a yeah. roller coaster. But it was very interesting and. Uh, and learned a lot there. Learned a lot about people there. Yeah. How did you stay there? Yeah. I was there about three, four years, yeah. I think, before I went to Madrid. Uh, yeah. I went to left because I was only yeah. my first, yeah. our first daughter. Yeah. yeah, but it was. It was very interesting. And Stan, as I got around to knowing him, he seemed to like me. And in those days, we didn't have a lot of money. My husband and I, we started a lot, like a lot of people. We had to start from there and go up. Mm. But Stan used to say to me, "Come here." So I'd go and think, oh God, what's he going to do now or say? And then he'd hand me this huge carrier bag and he'd say, for the weekend. Well, that's <laughs> <the time>. <laughs> <laughs> for the weekend. For the weekend. And I'd say, thank you, Stan. And I'd run up and think, this is first when I was there. I got used to the carrier bag in the end. And in it, there was maybe half a pound of butter, bottle of milk, six turkey legs, because they didn't use the turkeys in the carvery. Uh, they didn't use the legs, yeah, they used yeah. the breast, the, the legs went for other things. So I'd have this carrier bag full of goodies to keep us going. No. So Stan was, even though he was... It's wow. good heart. He was but good. he had a good heart, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, I've kept you now. So. No, no, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I did seven years in the tax office, then I left to have my children, and then I had lots of part-time jobs then from working in a pub, mm -hmm. working in the university, working in the hospital, loads of different jobs. And then I started in the college then, I was a support worker, did my teacher training, became a tutor. Yeah, I finished there a couple of years ago, so I'm retired, but I don't like the word retired, so. You no longer would. I'm in between jobs. It's like an I think I expect for all of us, or nearly all of us, that when we had a child, we gave up work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I worked part time. I worked part time, but I worked in the insurance company. Yeah. And then when I was a pregnant, I left that job. Yeah. I did lots of part time yeah. jobs. Yeah, well, I. Same as you, I left my original job because yeah. we moved back from London. Yeah. But then to get a deposit of a hundred pound, I worked five to nine in Stanley Telephones yeah. on the estate, you know, making bits for 
telephones. I wasn't very good. I was always in the office because my soldering was rubbish. <laughs> so in the end, they took me off the line and put me on inspection. So I was inspecting other people's work and not my own, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I think we all did part-time work. I started in Polycoff as a sewing, a sewing machinist. That was my job. And to be a qualified sewing machinist, you had to have the needle in your finger four times. But we were and you had to walk up the length of the factory with a needle in your yeah. finger. Did you go to the nurse? My mother was a nurse in my mother was a matron, but then when she had us she was she was a nurse in a sewing factory in the in the Swansea Valley. But yes, often you had to walk the factory with a needle in your finger, yeah. the blood pouring out, <laughs> yes. go into the nurse, That's yank right. it out, back <laughs> on your machine and carry it on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I'd done that, I'd, I would have been able to sew at least. But I can't sew on it The needle normally snapped as it went through your finger, yeah, it normally it. snapped. But if it didn't oh. snap, your finger would be there, you'd have to call a mechanic no. then to come in and loosen it, to get your finger out of the machine to go up. But you wasn't qualified and I wasn't a teacher, I wasn't anything like that. Uh, I did go to um, Fourth County and I did do all that, but I came out to there, yeah, and I came out to there and I thought, no, I'm not going into any of that. I'm going where all my friends are in Polycoffs. And i got to say, I had a wonderful time there. Yeah, I... Apart yeah, from the loved it as well. Was Miss Head there when you were there? Yes. Yes, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had to tiptoe past our study, didn't we? Mm. Yeah. Was Burberry's there then? Oh, that Burberry's was came after Polycarp's clothes, clothes yeah. Burberry's yeah. came. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't there then. Yeah. I was down here living there. Because mm. I moved down here in 1962. Yeah. But like, again, that's another, isn't it? You know, the sewing yeah. industry, that's gone, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you know? yes. I must make nice. And then coming down here, I had loads of part-time jobs in Rizzler's Pickle Factory. Yeah. Where was the Pickle Factory? Uh, down do you know in Hyperdard. Yeah, right? by Edwards, wasn't it? Down there, wasn't it? Where Edwards yeah, was. Yeah, Edwards. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was upgraded, I was. I was on the toot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't last long, I cut my fingers to rip them, so I would stay there in the shop. No, 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 the containers ready to go and be pickled. Yeah. And the beetroot on it. Yes, oh, right. But you'd come from there, yeah. you'd have your hands would be brown with yeah. pickles in there. Yeah, oh. and I remember getting in the bus. There was three of us there was <laughs> And you'd get in the bus and you could see them looking. <laughs> looking at him <laughs> down his nose. So this one day I said, Well the money don't smell on Friday. <laughs> Job. I went down the pencil factory painting pencils there. I worked in the factory there, part-time job. We used to blow up inner tubes for cars and oh. tractors <laughs> and lorries. You mean blow them up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 
today's conversations as much as we enjoyed recording them. We have one more episode of the Monday Club podcast conversations and if you enjoyed today, I hope that you will listen in to our last episode, at least the last episode for the time being. I thank you for listening in and I thank everybody that has participated in this event and also I'd like to thank the library that support all that we do and our local um, community council that actually gives us support when they can as well. So thank you very much. <laughs>